Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with LA-based award-winning jazz vocalist Tawanda. She opened up about her debut, the new 2022 CD called Smile. This is the first album by one of the most promising young jazz singers to emerge in years. She was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico, to a German-born mother and a father from Mozambique. Tawanda spent her school years honing her vocal gifts in school musicals and choirs. Jazz entered her life at 18 when she enrolled in Santa Fe University of Art and Design. Everything's gone up from there. She talks about all of this and so much more. Enjoy the interview. Hey, thanks for taking a minute out today for the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. (laughs) Before we get into your new album, I want to know as an artist, and and I know just the, the... world of musicians, especially the jazz community, was rocked pretty hard by COVID. And we're coming out of it now. How did you survive that two-year period, and how has it subsequently changed the way that not only you live your life, but approach your craft? Ooh, wow, that's a great first question. Um, <laughs> yes, I think it was a combination of a lot of different things. Um, I did have a wonderful partner who helped guide me through. Um, I was able to go home for about three months during the height of it, which was very wonderful. So I was able to go home to New Mexico, to the desert, where things felt a little bit more spread out um, as compared to the density of LA, which was nice to kind of just recharge and be with my loved ones. Um, And then, of course, this project um, that we're going to talk a little bit about today and um, and singing and performing was really what helped me kind of step up and show up. And I think without those opportunities, um, things would have looked very different for me. It was very hard to find, like um, like so many other people, I lost my job. And so it was very hard to kind of navigate this uh, world that was increasingly more confusing and um, feel like the future is kind of unknown. And so um, so if I didn't have something to wake up, wake up to every day, uh, wake up for every day to have that bit of purpose, I think, yeah, things would have looked very, very different for me. Um, and of course, I was in therapy, which was very helpful as well. So just kind of looking looking at all the ways that I could show up in my life. Well, the one thing before we get to your new album, Smile, is, is that you had kind of an eventful beginning or part of the pandemic. You were, a, uh, you were part of the Sarah Vaughn competition, and you were the winner in 2020. That had to be a huge um, mm. bit of confidence in it and a really big vault for you in your career. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's a beautiful competition and it's honoring the legacy of one of the world's finest jazz vocalists. Um, and so that was a huge honor. And luckily, you know, it was held in 2021. So we were about a year out of it at that point, which was felt better. <laughs> and the, the submission was, you know, online in 2020. So it felt a little safer um, by that point, but it was nice to be back in New, um, in New Jersey this year uh, to see this year's annual Sarabon Vocal Jazz Competition, and they did perform in front of a, a sold-out crowd, so it was so beautiful to witness that this year. 
So I, I remember interviewing uh, Michelle Coltrane at one point, and mm. Alice had moved the family to L.A., I believe, somewhere on the coast, because they were mm. used to New York, they were used to the East Coast. And she told me a story about one day seeing Sarah Vaughn ride by on a bike, and I've never been able to take that picture out of my head. <laughs> Whoa. I, just, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and she she just was like, wow, that's Sarah Vaughn riding a bike, you know? And it's like sometimes I'll have people paint these vestiges of these legendary people, um, like mm. Jack McDuff eating ice cream, and it's just like, wow, it's the, mm. it's the penultimate of that uh, Norman Rockwell painting. But at any rate... This was obviously, winning this competition was obviously a a, a great precursor to your album, Smile. This has Mm -hmm. to feel quite good to be able to have this coming out right now. I mean, there's a lot of albums that I got all the way through the pandemic. But I think the crop that are Mm -hmm. coming out right now, there's something special because we're not in that point where things aren't opening up and we don't know what's going on. Live shows are happening things are going in a different way than they ever were before. So what, what kind of relief is that to, to be coupled with that? Um, well, it's a great honor. Um, and I feel, yeah, I feel like uh, it's really exciting to kind of celebrate this, what feels like, you know, things finally, uh, I wouldn't say returning back to normal, but I would say they're definitely progressing in a way that seems a little bit less, <clears throat> less uh, scary or confusing. Um, I'm not sure we'll ever get that same feeling of normalcy because I think coupled with that is kind of this, um, the, 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 the mentality that we had before just seems so different. I think we're really like transitioning into something new and, um, and, and fresh. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's truly an honor to be, as you said, kind of among those special albums that are being released now that have probably been worked on over the past few years. And um, I have George Clavin of Resonance Records to thank for that. He really, um, yeah, he really, you know, supported and led this entire process. So, um, yeah, he's, I have all, all, all the thanks to give to him. (laughs) So for something that's so long awaited like this, you only get so many songs so many different ways of capturing the essence of your of your release. What? How did you put this together? How did you artistically stitch this album together? Yeah, I would say that this is truly more of. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't. I, I I feel you know I I I am excited to be to kind of have more creative control over albums um, moving forward. I think this was really heavily influenced by the producer, which is was a wonderful thing. I, I, I think that um, I really needed and was looking for that leadership in this process. So um, he, you know, we worked together kind of selecting the songs. He he would kind of make suggestions, or, and he gave me so many songs and, and so much to listen to over those years because I'm still, you know, I, I feel like I'm finally leaning out of, novice <laughs> and into a little bit more of like um you know okay i'm i'm starting to be more of a professional and i think i know what i'm doing now i think i've changed a lot um since we first started recording the album which is great but he would kind of um suggest tunes or just have me listen to songs and say you know what do you think about this 
this is what I like about this one. And uh, these are some beautiful things that jazz vocalists and jazz musicians um, are emulating. And so it was a beautiful learning moment for me as well. And then it came down to a final selection. And then, um, yeah, and then we, we, we had Tamir Hendelman and Josh Nelson arrange these beautiful songs. And it just kind of, they, they took on lives of their, their own after that. Talk to me a little bit about your beginnings. You know, we all have the seeds in the beginning that grow into who we are. How did this jazz music singing journey begin for you? Yeah, it um, started, well, I was always kind of like, I, I was always singing throughout um, elementary school and middle school and high school. And we we started getting into show tunes, um, which, you know, were mostly tunes from the Great American Songbook, and also a lot of Broadway songs by Gershwin, and 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 um, so on and so forth. And we were doing that in high school. And at that time, I didn't really realize, you know, like this is this is jazz music. This is one of the greatest musical contributions from Black people in this country. It, it never, it never really uh, was clear to me in high school. But when I moved into to college, and I think things started getting a little bit more political, but also more, um, yeah, I just fostered an even greater understanding of the world around me. And up until that point, I was singing a lot of choir music and my own original kind of like indie music. And and then there was this opportunity to take voice lessons with uh, Mira by Daniels, who is the partner of Eddie Daniels, who's a world-renowned clarinetist and um she really took me out of the box that I was in and showed me, you know, this is how, this is improvisation. Like, this is speaking directly from your heart. This is, like, your expression. And everybody sounds different and everyone uses different things. And it's, like, how can you sing these lines in a completely different way? You know, no two lines are the same, just like snow snowflakes, you know. And I was, like... And so it was such a struggle in the beginning, and I remember being so frustrated because I think I was used to up until that point playing it very safely and being very comfortable and not really embellishing as much. So, so yeah, from college, I, I think I started lessons in 2014 until now, um, and so that that was really when my my relationship with jazz began and I started to really understand what I was doing and why I was doing it and where it came from. And it's, um, yeah, such an honor to be here today, kind of carrying forth that legacy and being able to do it is such a, such a thing I'm, I'm grateful for. So yeah, I've always had music within me, but I, I came from a background of world music. I didn't grow up with jazz music and, uh, my family are they're not musicians, so I kind of a lot of this has been kind of forging my own path and um and kind of like carrying the the mantles that have been handed down through me uh through music uh like Sarah Vaughn, for example, I feel like she paved the way for many of us um, especially black black women in jazz um and vocalists specifically so yeah, um, that's, that, that was how I started. So what was the first live jazz show you saw that blew you away that made you think that that might be something you would want to do? Oh, gosh. 
Um, mm, that's a great question. Um, I've seen a lot of shows throughout my life. I think I knew I wanted to do jazz, uh, or not jazz, but I knew I wanted to be a singer since I was, since I was incredibly young. Um, and we would go to a lot of concerts and like symphony orchestra stuff. We would watch different kind of, uh, you know, like world renowned musicians come through our small town. And, um, and I had some, some singers in the, in the friend group as well. But, um, first jazz performance. Wow. That, that didn't come until after I was studying jazz. So I think I chose, I chose to, to do this. I chose to sing, sing this music long before I had really seen anyone, um, anyone kind of like perform it in the way I do now. But I think that love for this music was definitely inspired by all of the musicians that I've seen live up to that point, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what is it that motivates you, that makes you enjoy being a professional musician so much? What do you look forward to the most? For me, it's really the connection, and it's also really, it's an extremely sacred thing for me to be able to tell these stories and for people to listen and resonate with them. I think it's very sacred. Um, I think that it is something that humans have been doing and sharing and um, using to connect for for billion I mean since we've yeah since we were in the stone age basically it's just this idea of like giving and receiving information and telling stories and and documenting our lives you know that goes back so so far and um it's something that's so beautiful that we're still being able to share today and you know it's funny that <clears throat> there's been like this increase of AI technology, artificial intelligence technology and how they're, you know, they're starting to like paint and, you know, and then they, they maybe in the future we'll be able to create these songs that are so formulaic and, um, and, and I just feel so grateful to be able to be doing this now. I think it's really important for human beings to connect in person in spaces that are, you know, known for fostering that connection and, and it's always such a blast to meet people after the shows and just talk to them human to human and to meet people I, I normally maybe wouldn't, would have never met. And, um, so that's, that's a, that's a, that's the biggest reason why I do this and why it fills me with so much love and joy. It's the community aspect of it. You know, the one thing about talking to artists about albums is by the time you start really talking about it, you've moved on to the next project. So mm -hmm. I'm curious for you as far as like, you know, recorded projects or live shows, what are you looking at as we head towards the end of 22 and going into next year in 2023? Yeah. Um, there's a few things in the works. I am, um, I'll be working with uh, Herb Jordan, who is a, he's an award winning writer and composer on some songs that have been previously um, worked on from Andy Bay. Um, and 
So that is work that I am really respecting and taking my time with. And so we'll be in the studio sometime next year. Um, and I'm also working on getting back into songwriting, which is something that's really exciting for me. Um, so as the year winds down and maybe there aren't as many performances happening at the end of the year, I'm really focusing on using my time now to write more music and hopefully write more, you know, I want to collaborate with more jazz musicians and write some jazz music. And I also want to try to write some more original music and um, just kind of flex that muscle a little bit more because I think that is another gift that I have. But um, but in, you know, the past few years, it kind of atrophied because it, it was a very kind of personal, intimate um, practice that I kind of just let go of. So I'm excited to to do that again. And yeah, every every here and there, we're like popping in, plugging shows for next year. I keep getting little messages from my manager, you know, hold this date or working on this date and and hopefully I'll get to Europe soon as well. Um, I have family there and it would be such a blast to to perform there and, and be home in a way um, as well. So yeah, right now I think I'm just trying to perform as often as I can and have a few recording opportunities um, on the back burner as well and then focus on my original music too. So we're doing all of those things at the same time. <laughs> Wonderful. So everyone out there has a perception of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately mm -hmm. you're in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? <laughs> oh, I love this question. Thank you for asking that. I think it's really, like, uh, so important to ask those questions, especially, yeah, especially to, like, I don't know, I feel like young artists and also, like, female artists, too, because I think, you know, there's a lot of, like, performing, and it's a lot of, like, it's a lot of, uh, yeah, like kind of like walking around in these in these male-dominated spaces, and then you're kind of like building this this persona or something. Some, sometimes I feel like that, but I feel like I love that question. Um, it's <laughs> it's something that is that I am I'm still in the process of reclaiming. I think uh, during COVID, a big part of me kind of like shut down and I shifted into the survival mode. So I'm still working on undoing that and peeling back the layers of protection to just reveal this most authentic me that I am. But I would say that, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm a hippie girl. I am, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little brassy. I'm as honest as I can be. I, I, you know, have such a deep love for the the earth that we inhabit. I respect it. I I I am such a fan of, you know, I I, I really appreciate human connection. I and I'm I'm just trying to move ever further in that direction of just honesty and authenticity and also this like sacred sacred gifts that artists 
and creators have been given to create these safe spaces to connect with others. I think that's like the main reason that we're here. And I also think the main reason that we're here is to delve ever further into who we are. And, and I, I'm the first to admit that I will, I will, I will be making mistakes and I will be trying out things that might seem like dark and scary and, and different because that is, that's who I feel like I am. It's just this, this being who is put here for a limited time. And I really want to experience a wide range of, of experiences. And I think that it, it is building up this incredible being who is able to then um, kind of, what's the word? Like, navigate the world better. I think intensely creative people can navigate the world better, can navigate it in the best way. And it's not, you know, about what you have. It's not about the resources you have, but it's how you have expanded your mind to to be creative in every in every situation or in every moment of life. So that's what I aspire to be. So I feel like I am definitely on that path. And thank you for asking that question again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this has been great, Wanda. Thank you for opening up today. Thank you for your time. Good luck with everything. And, you know, with the uh, end of the year coming up, the holidays in 2023, good luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. Take it easy and happy holidays. You too. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and singers in L.A., New Mexico, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Tawanda for her time, energy, and class. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. You will find that life is still worthwhile if you just smile. Neon Jazz.